Joshua chapter 3, verse number 5. Joshua chapter, oh, praise the Lord. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And all of God's people said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak to you for a moment from the subject, Where's Your Cup? Where's Your Cup? So, Wednesday night, if you weren't here Wednesday, go back and watch that Bible study lesson. We talked about how God brings us into spaces like this to ignite us and charge us for our assignment. Consistently in the Gospels, he says, I'm sending you out. I'm, I'm, I'm sending you out. A lot of times, even when we talk about the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, we end it with the power you know the power the manifestations Acts 1 and 8 says after the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall have what power and we quote that and a lot of times we stop right there but that's not the end of the verse it says power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world in other words he says I'm empowering you here for your assignment out there your spiritual gifts don't supposed to shut off when you leave church. Glory be to God. Somebody shout, it's all spiritual. Many of us, God is calling us uh, to the, to the uh, sphere of politics and education. It ain't everybody's assignment, but it's somebody's assignment. Entertainment and arts. Don't think what you do out there is less than what I do up here. It's all spiritual. You call to do businesses. You got to see your business as ministry. Your position in that ministry as the CEO, that's your pulpit. Amen. Your employees are your parishioners. Your students are the sheep of the pastor that you've been called to. Amen. That's why God wants to empower us uh, with, the, with the Holy Ghost. So we can be effective witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the what? Uttermost parts of the world. He's sending us. And he's not sending us empty-handed. He's sending us with all that we need for the season he's calling us to. And God gave me one word that I need to scream at you. And that's prepare. Prepare. Why? Because preparation is one of the greatest expressions of faith. You only prepare at the rate that you believe. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this, But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he what? He is, and he's a reward of them that what? Diligently seek him. You know, your preparation and your pursuit is an expression of your faith. You know, poor preparation is an expression of poor faith. Very little faith. Well, maybe it'll happen or maybe it won't. You know, 
You know, maybe, you know. Your level of enthusiasm is telling me how you believe. Mm. This is why when I've been sharing with people about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I told them it's not enough just to be open. Share with a pastor. He said, well, if God want me to have that, I'm open to it. I said, no, 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 no. God don't want you just to be open. He wants you to be in pursuit. Hallelujah. He wants you to be passionately in pursuit of him. There are moments where what we call God's delay is actually God's grace. Hear me? I mean, don't wait. Why God ain't did it yet? Well, God's delay is not God's denial. I hear, I hear all that. Listen to me, though. There are moments where what you call God's delay is actually God's grace giving us opportunity to somebody shout prepare. Send a word down, girl. Tell them prepare, prepare, prepare. Nothing is worse than falling apart in the middle of a blessing. An order you can't feel because you don't have enough inventory. Many people miss God moments because they don't prepare for it. You know what he says in Isaiah chapter 54? Sing. Sing, O Barry. I mean, it ain't time to sing. I ain't even got nothing yet. Well, (laughs) it's going to be a mighty sad day when it get here and you got to try to conjure up a song. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, practice for what God is sending. Mm, Practice. Practice for it. I said practice for it. Start practicing your acceptance speech. Come on, practice for practice for how you're going to walk at your graduation. Well, I ain't even got accepted yet. It don't matter. Sing, old Baron. He's telling a woman who does not have a child yet to start singing as though you already got it. I need somebody in here that know God is speaking to you and you feel like you're on the cusp of something. I need you to open up your mouth right now and praise him like it's already here. I said praise him like it. I said praise him like it's already here. Because if God ever tells you to sing in a barren season, that's because your season is about to change. I need one section to preach to and let the rest of them eavesdrop. I says, if God ever requires a praise out of you and a song out of you in the midst of one of your worst seasons, it's because he's about to flip that thing. I need you to push somebody, tell them, get ready for a divine flip. Things are about to shift. I heard a book in why do the cage birds sing I got the answer because the cage bird knows I will not die in this cage I wish I had somebody here that said I might have been born in a cage but I'm not going to die in a cage I might have been born in poverty but I'm not going to die in poverty I might have been wrapped up in addiction but this is not how my story will end get out of your seat and run the five people just five and shout prepare 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 Prepare, 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 prepare. Sing, practice your song, practice your song, practice your song. Get in the mirror so you know how you're going to look when the camera hits you. Practice it, practice it. 
seagull bearing. The one that didn't bear. Break out singing. Cry loud. See, some of you, your preparation is private because you're fearful of embarrassment. <laughs> what if it don't happen the way I thought it was going to happen? But in this next level of faith, you got to put it all out. No backup plans. Hallelujah. If I fail, I'm going to fail in God. I'm at a season in my life. I don't have any more time to waste. I didn't put all my energy in stuff that didn't produce nothing. This time I'm putting everything I got on God. He said, break out singing. To the people at your job, say, what is that tune you keep humming? Cry aloud. Who? You. The one that ain't produced nothing. The one, he says, the one that ain't even travail with child, but I want you to travail. Start in Lamas. <laughs> ain't no labor, but they learning the breathing pattern. Mm. Look at look at look at what it says in verse two, fifty-four in verse two. Enlarge. I'm sorry. Maybe God talking to me. Enlarge the place of thy tent. See, in the ancient world, they're not like us. The ancient world is not like us. You know, even in Lynchburg, if you find an old house in Lynchburg, I mean, and you can love the old architecture and the moldings, but I'm going to tell you what's going to be the most disappointing thing about an old house in Lynchburg. It ain't the molding. Molding is amazing. In them small slits of hardwood, you can't even buy that now. It's, it's amazing. But you know what it is? I already, you already know, Sister Nicole. You know what it is? Closets. There are no walk-in closets in whole old houses. People had an outfit for the week and an outfit for Sunday. <sighs> My goodness. So people didn't have wasted space. You only built your tent. Hallelujah. For what you had. But here's the prophetic scripture. There's a prophetic declaration. It says enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch forth the curtains of your living space. Don't even spare. Don't even, don't even get it at discount. Stretch it out. Strengthen thy course and strengthen thy stakes. I need you to look at somebody and tell your neighbor, said the details of your next miracle is wrapped in the instructions. I mean, I mean, what is maybe ain't nothing gonna happen for me maybe this is the end of everything have you been stretching you lately I mean have you been feeling stretched lately God wouldn't be stretching you huh, unless he's sending something he wouldn't I'm gonna, ask you, I'm gonna ask you this question too because some of y'all ain't gonna be honest about this have you been correcting you lately <laughs> have you got a whooping from God lately well, he only chastised those he want to use in the next phase. Come on. He only chastised those that he loved. That's why, that's why I prayed for that, that person who stole the organ. That's why I prayed for them with so much grace. 
Somebody said, oh, Bishop is so humble. Look how he prayed for the person who stole. No, because I'm the one. I didn't commit that one. But all unrighteousness is sin. Look at all these murderers sitting here. Well, you might not have picked a knife or used a gun, but some of you have killed people with your mouth, with your tongue. Mm. So strengthen, prepare, pre prepare. So then, y'all be seated. Y'all standing up like you're expecting something. We are! Prepare. I'm sorry, prepare. So what does it look like? Because I don't want you to leave out of here with this prophetic word, with all of these spiritual nuances, abstract language, and like, oh, that was good. But what does it look like? How do you prepare? What does preparation look like? First of all, you need to prepare spiritually. Because some of you have a spiritual assignment that you're trying to accomplish through the arms of flesh. And that's why you're so quickly burnt out and exhausted. You cannot do a spiritual thing through carnal means. You need the arm of the spirit. So what does that look like? Pray like someone's life depends on it because it does. Now, I'm preaching more times a week now than I've ever had to preach. I'm either preaching or I'm teaching. And then people will say to me, says, you know, and that's one thing young preachers always ask me, when do you have time to study? Like, when do you have time to really just lay before God and just and, and study? And my answer is, I don't. And when I say that, they're like, uh-oh, oh, hear me. Hear me. Now, I pray all the time. But laying out with books all day, I don't. I remember the other night, the anointing was still in the sanctuary, and, and we were leaving out, and Brother Charlie saw it on me. Brother Charlie says, Bishop, I feel like something is still here, and if you want to stay here all night and pray, I'll stay here with you. And I said, well, Brother Charlie, <laughs> y'all already know how this go, right? I said, Brother Charlie, you stay. Because I, I didn't do it all night in here, many nights. I said, you'll go. I'm going to go home and lay down because I got to get up in the morning. And he stayed in here a while and prayed. Hear, hear me. When I tell you I don't stay in days and study and read books, I'm not using that as an excuse and saying that should be your pattern. I'm saying this is the moment of presentation, not preparation. So all of you who says, I haven't gotten my moment yet, I haven't gotten my opportunity yet, are you preparing? Because when it's time, oh, y'all not saying that I've been here. Embrace your, if you believe God going to set it up or you want to be married, there's nothing wrong with being married. But how much are you preparing? Because marriage is more than a license to have sex. You can't live there. Come on, somebody. Somebody got to have a plan. Somebody got to work. You better embrace your alone time and get to know yourself because you can't wait to marry somebody else to find out and discover your identity. Because there's going to come a moment 
in your life where you're going to feel like you can't catch your breath. And it'll be one of your greatest seasons. See, some of your great seasons come with anxiety because of the lack of preparation. This is supposed to be the time. This is why you're like, I should be happy. We got the house. I should be happy. We have the children. I should be happy. I got the job. But it was poor preparation. Because this is the thing about it. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. But will you be prepared? Spiritually prepare. Take the opportunity. Listen to me. To repair the cracks in your character. Repair it. Start repairing. Stop making excuses for those character flaws. Have people around you that will hold you accountable on this level. Because if you won't let people hold you accountable on this level, when you get to the next level, making more money, having more influence, having a larger expansion and an exposure to more people, you won't have that accountability. And people say, well, oh, they change. Since they got that money, they change. Since they got that exposure, they changed. I'm going to lift to you. They didn't change. All the light did was illuminate what they already were. Oh, y'all ain't got... Oh, can I get more? Ten more claps so we all won't look guilty. Spiritually repair. Prepare. Repair the cracks in your character. Because some of you emotionally, you too, you're too fragile for what God wants to send. You're too fragile. You quit too easy. Yeah. You find yourself, when you find your, now at this point, you should know your triggers. Now I'm not talking to everybody, I'm just talking to you. You should know your triggers. So now, when you find yourself slipping into depression, when you find yourself slipping, at this point, you should be able to coach your way through. Now, I'm not saying it's always that simple and that easy, but when you find your, when you know it, you know it's coming. I thank God for Pastor Westgate. Pastor Westgate, he'll be honest. He'll be like, look, when it rains, <laughs> I feel some kind of way. So now he gets to this thing. He said, okay, guys, it's going to be raining on Tuesday. Hold me accountable. <laughs> right? And I knew that uh, this morning he wasn't feeling the best. And he said, but I'm on my way. I'm coming. And so I watched him when he walked in the door. So I was, you know, I was ready. I was ready for him to come through the line. <sighs> I know y'all don't believe he does that, but he does. But today he walked in. I prepared myself for that. But when he walked in, he was like, good morning. Praise the Lord. And I was like, <sighs> evidently. While I was preparing for one thing, he prepared himself for something different. Glory be to God. And so, if you're a fragile foundation, you won't be able to sustain the weight of the assignment. So, so what it looks like. If you know God is bringing you to another season of your life, prepare yourself for the education. Educate yourself to what God is calling you to do. Now, I know this ain't a tongue-talking moment, but hear me. 
I mean, if you can't afford to go take a whole class and leave your job and take a full-time student in that field, YouTube it. <laughs> Find somebody who's doing what you're called to do. Let go of some of those friends that don't challenge you. Tell them, I'll pick you up later. We'll hang out at the restaurant later. But I need to be coached and mentored by somebody that has more than what I have, that's doing more than I'm doing, but go already where I'm trying to go. Educate yourself. Research. The whole point I'm saying this, because some people be like, hallelujah, God going to do it. Yes, God is going to do it. But will you be prepared? Hallelujah. Clean out that room in your house. Speak, Lord. I'm telling y'all, the Lord is speaking to me. You think I'm playing? We came out of prayer Friday night. And Marlon is, and Enoch is my witness. We came out of prayer Friday night and we were talking about the door. Talking about how the people broke in the door. And they said, a cop came and we can't even find you know, how they broke into the, to the church. We can't find what they used. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, they can't even find what they used. So after prayer, we left out. And you all know when we leave out of prayer, we still going in, right? So I said, hold on. <laughs> now, listen, God can use you without being spooky. But I got a little spooky with me. I'm just sorry. That's just who I am. I said, I said, stay right there. I said, hold. And I start walking to the back. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is God. And I picked up the brick that was hid behind something. And it was glass all over it. I said all that to say this. God is saying to somebody, clean out the room. Now, I don't listen. If you need me to do the spirit fingers or whatever, clean out the room. Because there's no space for what God wants to see some of you, God may be getting ready to trust you with the foster child. Clean out the room. Shh. Clean out that space. Um, some, uh, some husbands, you need to look at your wives and tell your wives to clean out that room. All right. Clean out that truck. <laughs> Make sure the 501c3 is set up. Somebody may have a grant established for what God is putting in your spirit, but they won't be able to give it to you because you don't have the proper status. You don't have to have a whole website. Get you a landing page with a business email address and not a Yahoo. Practice interview skills. Buy your interview outfit. Enlarge the place of your tent. So somewhere in the middle of the night, I was, I was dreaming. And y'all know I'm not a dreamer. I keep saying I'm not a dreamer. And the more I say it, the more I look like I'm becoming a dreamer. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I had two dreams. And so when I woke up, I took the moment to put it in my phone. And in the dream... Uh, I was dreaming about uh, Elder Corey Mickey. And in my dream, I kept moving from place to place, and everywhere I went, Elder Corey was there. But it seems like every room I went in, they were expecting him. Mm. 
Well, I did text Elder Corey before I went to sleep last night. So I'm like, he's in my subconscious. But the Lord was like, yes, he's in your subconscious, but, but I'm giving you the dream. Like, it's for the people in the room. What is the Lord saying? Be prepared because I'm bringing some of you into room after room after room. They're going to be people who are going to need you and they're going to need what you have. You're not going to have to sell yourself or force yourself. They're going to be expecting you. Some of them will not know you by name, but they're going to know you by function. Mm. And then I dreamed. I kept dreaming and I walked in a restaurant and I saw Tia from the ramp DMV. She was singing and what looked like a commercial, it was a cookie commercial. I really knew that was my subconscious because I love cookies. I felt like the Lord was saying to somebody in this room, prepare for major endorsements. Also, I felt the impression. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I felt the impression that the Lord was saying, prepare your voice. Your voice is going to show up in unexpected places. He says in the text tomorrow. Sanctify yourselves. You know, because some of us been in a rat race that we haven't been still long enough to prepare and to hear God's directives. He says tomorrow, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. Don't prepare according to what's been, but but prepare according to what's coming. (sighs) My preparation speaks of my expectation. I prepare because I expect to be healed. I love to watch brother Charlie pray for people because when he prays for people, he expects them to be healed. (laughs) He's like, get out of the way because I'm going to pray for them. They're going to be healed. Because I don't want nobody praying for me who's wondering, will he do it? I don't need people in my corner that's shaking harder than I'm shaking when I'm nervous about making a step of faith. Mm -mm. Tell your neighbor, I expect it. I expect it. I'm expecting it any day now. Hallelujah. When I was growing up in the summer, and I'm closing with this, thank you for your patience. When I was growing up, my grandmother kept us in the summer. She's 90 years old. She's watching now. She would keep all of me and my cousins. And back then, it was not always a lot of uh, paper cups and stuff. It was those plastic cups, different colors, you know. Somebody got to wash them dishes. So my grandmother gave us a cup in the morning. She said, you keep your cup. Keep it. Because she said, if you lose your cup, you ain't getting no juice. And we love them jugs of 99 cent juice. They didn't even have flavors. They were colors. I want orange. I want red. Great. Drink. Keep your cup. Our lunches in summertime won't fancy. Maybe a piece of bread. With a hot dog over in the middle of it. Never two pieces of bread. One piece of bread. Piece of bread with bologna in it. Somebody said, how did you eat it like a sandwich? You fold it. 
Might have got a graham cracker or something. My cousin Nora in that yellow shirt, I couldn't stand her. Because they would give us them cookies with the cream on the inside. And we'd go eating it and eating it and eating it. She would wait for like an hour later. And she'd pull hers out. <laughs> oh, that ain't fair. You got an extra. And she said, no, I didn't eat mine. And she would take the top off of it and eat that one. And then fold the rest of it in a napkin. She made it last. But if you want some juice, you got to keep your cup. Mm. There are some, there are some uh, holy days in Judaism. And one of the most holy meals in Judaism is the Passover meal. The Passover cedar. It's when they acknowledge the Passover of the Lord from the death angel, when it came through Egypt, the Goshen would be covered and saved. But when they have a Passover meal, and the family sit around the table, they leave one yeah. cup yeah. on the table, and they crack the door. Thank you, Lord. Yes. One chalice on the table. It's not for the man of the house. Hallelujah. It ain't for, for, for the man down the street. In this holy meal, there's one cup sitting on the table. And they sit it out for Elijah. Even now. And Elijah was caught up years ago but they crack the door and they leave a cup for Elijah we're expecting him hallelujah he didn't come last year hallelujah but he's coming they crack the door and they leave a cup because they are declaring according to the scriptures that before Messiah comes Elijah must come so the cup is for Elijah because the moment Elijah walks in that means our redemption is here and so hear me in this message today I'm telling you to prepare for your business expansion I'm telling you to prepare for marriage prepare for children prepare for your exposure and your endorsements but if I close it at your endorsement and at your commercials and at your business contracts, I would have failed you today. Because what we preach at the end of the day, we preach Jesus. Are you expecting? The way you're living, do you got a cup out? Hallelujah. 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 The, the decisions you're making, where is your cup? Are you still preparing? For the coming of the Lord. Yes I know. Money is coming. And I hope it comes for you. Houses. I want you to have them. But that house would be mighty empty. If there's no space for Jesus. The money. Without revelation of purpose. Will drive you insane. So my question to you. 
sitting in this room right now. Where's your cup? Where's your cup? Have you created a space for Jesus? Are you expecting him? Are you looking for him? Now. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel. And the dead in Christ will rise. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. Where is your cup? Are you looking for him? Are you expecting him? I want to say to someone in here that you've been praying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Where's your cup? You didn't need more of God. Where, where is your cup? Are you a vessel that's available for the poor? Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.